0: This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, a change in rules will let bargaining unit federal employees opt out of their union dues. OPM's Inspector General will be examining the agency's reopening plans. Census data shows how hard veterans were hit from the 2008 recession. These stories and more in today's federal newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Bargaining unit federal employees will be able to cancel their union dues at any time starting next month, as long as they've been in the unit for a year. New regulations from the Federal Labor Relations Authority finalize a decision the FLRA made back in February. The decision reinterprets past precedent that gave bargaining unit members just one chance a year to cancel automatic union dues payments. FLRA acknowledged the decision may create financial uncertainty for federal unions, but it says the new regulation gives federal employees more freedom. The National Treasury Employees Union filed a new petition challenging the FLRA regulation in federal appeals court. The House Appropriations Subcommittee on Financial Services and General Government easily cleared its 2021 spending bill. The bill is silent on a federal pay raise for civilian employees next year. It also includes new language restricting agency limits on telework, official time and collective bargaining. It prohibits the Office of Personnel Management merger with the General Services Administration. The full Appropriations Committee is expected to consider the bill next week. OPM's reopening plans will get a closer look from its inspector general. Acting OPM IG Norbert Vint says he's concerned about the health and safety of OPM employees and contractors returning to the office. He's the second IG to confirm plans for investigating agency reopening policies. Congressman Jerry Connolly had asked 24 inspectors general to review their agency's plans and report back to Congress with their findings. IRS managers say federal protective service employees and contracted security officers are not always wearing masks as required. The Professional Managers Association tells leaders of the Senate Finance and House Ways and Means Committees that personnel have in some cases not worn masks when checking credentials as employees enter the building. PMA President Chad Hooper says that poses a direct threat to the health and safety of IRS workers. Census workers are getting a head start knocking on doors, Federal News Network's Jory Heckman reports. The Census Bureau has begun a soft launch of its non-response follow-up. Enumerators will go door-to-door nationwide August 11th, but that work has already begun in a few places. 10,000 enumerators started Monday in places like New Orleans, Oklahoma City, and Kansas City, Missouri. A second wave of enumerators will head out on July 23rd in Crystal City, Virginia, Wichita, Kansas, and State College, Pennsylvania. By the end of the month, 40 area census offices will send out enumerators. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. New census data analysis shows the recession of 2008 and 2009 hit one segment of the population particularly hard. Federal News Network's Tom Temin explains. It's soldiers who left the Army in or around the recession. Some 650,000 mustered out between 2000 and 2015. The data show infantry and combat veterans tend to do worse than average on both employment rates and earnings for those who do find work. Those with military backgrounds in autonomous vehicles, cybersecurity, intel, or telecommunications, well, they do far better. They tend to end up in high-paying professional services. I'm Tom Temin. The former chief human capital officer at the Veterans Affairs Department steered a $5 million contract to two of his friends. The VAIG says Peter Shelby violated ethics rules and abused his position when he directed his staff to arrange a contract for leadership and development training to go to a small business. Shelby happened to be friends with the small business owner. The IG says the contract resulted in complete waste. Shelby resigned back in 2018 after learning he'd been recommended for removal for reasons unrelated to the contract. A facility to specifically treat active duty service members with traumatic brain injuries and post-traumatic stress opens at Eglin Air Force Base in Florida. Eglin was chosen as the site for the Intrepid Spirit Center since more than 18,500 active duty service members are based there and are frequently deployed to combat areas. The facility can administer care to 200 troops through its outpatient program. Plans are in place to accommodate 50 more service members in the near future. The Air Force's task force looking at racial issues is already making some changes. Federal News Network's Scott Mascioni has more. The Air Force Diversity and Inclusion Task Force is working to offer 300 more scholarships to historically black colleges and universities. In the past month, it's also changed dress and appearance regulations that unfairly target certain demographics. It allows men to wear their hair parted and adds diacritical accents to nameplates to aid with pronunciation. The Air Force set up the task force last month to identify and change policies and procedures that may be unfairly impacting air and space professionals. Scott Masioni Federal News Network. Yet another bid protest awaits a multi-billion dollar DOD IT contract. More from Federal News Network's Jared Serbu. Perspecta is suing the Navy in the Court of Federal Claims over the $7.7 billion recompetition of its Next Generation Enterprise Network contract. The Navy awarded the portion of the contract at issue to Lidos in February. It's called Service Management Integration and Transport. Perspecta and another losing bidder, GDIT, have already challenged the contract via GAO bid protests. GAO has denied both of them. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. The F.C.A. Bethesda chapter handed out $66,000 in scholarships and donations to promote science, technology, engineering, and math among K-12 students. The chapter partners with the Montgomery College Foundation to use the money to support the Sonia Kowalewski program, which provides engineering, computer, science, and cybersecurity training for more than 60 middle school girls annually. It also works with the University of Maryland at College Park's Computer Science Connect initiative, which encourages young women and racial minorities to explore computer science and develop computing skills in a supportive environment. Since 2008, FCA Bethesda has awarded more than $1 million in scholarships to support local students interested in STEM careers. Agency chief information officers are getting some help to better integrate technology business management or TBM framework standards with current IT priorities. The CIO Council and GSA released a new white paper that shows how agencies can use TBM to enhance IT cost transparency. Agencies are required to implement TBM as part of their Capital Planning and Investment Control, or CPIC, processes. The new white paper crosswalks specific requirements under priorities like cybersecurity or implementing working capital funds with how TBM could help. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. And GSA and the CIO Council try to revive the TBM standards initiative. Here's Federal News Network's Jason Miller.